Welcome everyone to the Soul Material Podcast, where it's clarity over popularity. It's the podcast you cheer for. It's T Mart the Street Shark. And your boy, the OGEO himself. Checking in, ready to drop some knowledge. Let's go. Soul Material Podcast, T Mark Street Shark. And your boy, the OG EO. And we're going to dive right into where we are in the sneaker game and culture right now. And there's so many layers to this onion. Um, we're going to try our best to be as coherent as we can be, but we're going to go kind of all over the place because, quite frankly, that's what the game is right now. Yeah, it's this 360 degree view. We're going to hit you with level. Five, six, seven, inception, uh, because there's so many layers. We and a lot of it is we've talked about bits and pieces of this, but now we're gonna put it together into more of uh, some of the current events and where the state uh, of the game is taking us in the marketplace. Definitely, and I like to start off, Tony, by asking rhetorically, um, why a couple of years ago, when Foot Locker made the investment that they made in the millions of dollars into GOAT, um, why there wasn't an uproar in the community at all. And now we are at a state now, 24, 26 months later, in which um, Nike is now going to pull their accounts from Foot Locker after Foot Locker made that investment and go direct to consumer. But then going direct to consumer, there is some rumblings about how that's going with all of these buy sale trade shops in these malls and so forth and the game is just getting more and more corrupt in a perception type of way so how much of this is fire how much of it is smoke and how much of it is just bad breath look you know it's bad when bernie sanders is calling out nike for their corporate greed hmm talking about the same concept that you just illustrated is actually an attempt for it's 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 masking what everyone says inflation is happening right now because it's not the inflation like we say that it is um and just look at gas prices um and on top of that it's more about you're doing all of that just so that you can say you have a five percent <laughs> you know, growth this quarter or, or the next quarter. So it's a dramatic change that's going to affect con, uh, consumer behavior, but you're really not concerning themselves with the consumer. But it's, it's again, a lot of top heavy movement um, and it doesn't help anybody in, but those people sitting at the top um, and for consumers to have so much power that they don't know they have. That's again, why we keep, you know, telling you about the auto acquisition um, on through this podcast on how not to pay, um, you know, those, those crazy prices and where to go. Um, and now you're going to have uh, less options, but that investment into the aftermarket was just another sign of the corporations accepting that the aftermarket market exists. And it's not, not only is it not going anywhere, it was going to get more sophisticated um, because all the, working around bots and everything, all those optical attempts to thwart it. Well, it kept pivoting. 
So you notice how there's not that same initial effort to thwart the bots uh, anymore. Um, and it's more, you know, optics of fairness, but they're really not doing anything that's actually fair. Um, so here we go. You invest in the aftermarket, knowing that the people and going direct to consumer at the same time on, on the Nike side, we knew that you, the end of the product cycle is going to end or the transaction cycle is going to end up in the aftermarket. So just remove the layers that were already there, the middleman, Foot Locker, remove them, Foot Locker. Now you just play musical chairs and move to the end of the line because you invested in the aftermarket. So you don't need to be a retailer and you were cool with that. Oh my gosh. Like given how we grew up, when we grew up, this is mind blowing to me, Tony. Um, not to call a store out, but that particular store in Virginia that got their Nike account pulled um, five years ago. And they now strictly gone by sale trade because there were allegations and it was some proof that they were double dipping. So they would have one store named this where they would have their Nike account, these accounts, and so forth. They'll have this other store named this across town that was by sale trade. And it was hard to not accuse them of double dipping being in debt with Nike and reselling their own products and profiting off of that. Um, and now we're at a state in which <laughs> that's now okay, but a, a store that was in the fold of getting legitimate accounts from Nike, Adidas, and Reebok and so forth got in trouble for that. So it's interesting because there was a push with Nike, particularly from 2010 to 2018, to squeeze out all of the uh, mom and pops, if you will. And we talked about this before in one of our previous episodes in which, unfortunately, it looked very unethical, if not prejudiced, because most of those mom and pops were owned by people of color. And those same mom and pop stores now they initiated the brand of Nike in Baltimore, in L.A., in Virginia, in D.C., all these spots. But when Nike was at a flatline, if you will, with other brands, these are the hoods, if you will, in mama pop stores that kept them going. And now it's saying thanks, but no thanks. And now there's a push now to get pulled out of Macy's, to get pulled out of Foot Locker. So um, I didn't see this coming. I saw them taken away from the little guy, but I didn't see them taken away from the middle guy. They said, we're taking all the money now when, you know, dog, going from apparel alone, Nike cannot push their own apparel. Foot Locker pushes their apparel. Like they can't sell their own apparel in their own outlet. So I'm just intrigued on how all this is going to go the next 24 months. Yeah, I think that that's where some of our perspective may be different because hmm. I didn't, this isn't a surprise to me. Hmm. Um, and it's not a surprise because I knew they didn't care to begin with. It, there was no relationship. Um, it, it never was needed. Um, you never really, not anymore. Um, not in the, this millennium. <laughs> um, maybe in the 80s and 90s, you needed that brick and mortar. You don't need it. You don't need it. You don't need it for advertising. You don't. Um, look at um, how many point of sale or big displays happen at the big stores now. They don't really happen. You you, you know that's why it's good to see these boutiques and and uh, mom and pops to have actual full displays and window dressings for their special releases because you don't even see them interchange like that. Uh, it's just the the main case in the front of Foot Locker. The, the new release pops up in that, but there's no stand. There's no because you don't need it. 
Um, <laughs> you really don't need it. The, the consumer doesn't care for that information, doesn't care for those um, sensationalized touch points of the visuals. Um, you know, you don't see, you know, walk again, because I worked in the industry, but I don't see billboards for shoes anymore. Mm. You used to. But again, the way you communicated, the way you advertise, it changed. So, therefore, what do you need the retailer for? Um, because if you're going to go, and especially if everything was, everything is from the retailer is making it to the aftermarket. So you're seeing how much money the the, custom, the end customer, customer quote unquote, is willing to pay. You really don't need them when you acknowledge that the aftermarket exists and the aftermarket is not going anywhere. So it's just like, well, if people are going to pay 400% markup, why am I wholesaling to you? I don't, it, and now that it, the proof of concept has been proved out that the sustainability of the aftermarket, um, and right now the sustainability is going to be here for a long time. And, hmm. and, and we're in a, we're crossing into a realm of there's no regulation mm-hmm. and that's what's going to stifle the rest of the trajectory of where it's going now, because there's too many bad actors coming in and then here goes your double dipping because everyone sees how much people are willing to spend, but they're not willing to do any of the work with integrity um, because it's just about, well, these people are stupid for paying these prices, so I'm going to take advantage of them. That's not sustainable. So, Tony, explain to me how you go direct to consumer and then you can charge now $200 manufactory suggested retail price for the next Air Jordan 1 quote unquote Georgetown edition how did the one go from $200 when you're going direct to consumer when you're cutting the mid middle man $200 off the brick thanks aftermarket for paying for $200 for ones for however many years has been already happening to set the marketplace that's my answer <laughs> people were paying it so they said, oh, if you're paying it, then that's the price now. Because here's the thing. <laughs> a bubble burst or there's a, a topping or a ceiling, if you will, when it comes to the black market. So well, in people- your, this, is, is Nike really, really cutting into that to say that we know the shoe's not going to sell for at least this much. So we're going to cut into some of that black market because we're now going to make this $40 more or $60 more than what, what it was a few years ago. And so they're cutting into that black market a little bit, but now they want to benefit from the black market as well it's a very interesting dichotomy look it's it, it lets me know that companies like nike understand who their consumer is and know that the consumer is going to keep changing um because the younger are going to keep growing right so who's the you so the young have grown now so they, they didn't see what we saw they didn't see they didn't even see the last 10 years they didn't see they didn't see galaxy phone posits right now hmm. you, you see what i'm saying like that's they don't they don't see any of that um so therefore out of sight, out of mind. All of that stuff doesn't exist. It's just like the generation that never saw Michael Jordan. They don't. It's not. He's not the greatest to a lot of people because they never saw him. They might watch a video, but it's just like you didn't see him. You didn't know what was going on. You didn't see the news and buzz and everything like that. And again, we saw that with no social media. Imagine if there was social media in real time, um, looking at these things. So that's why I think that um, people were willing to pay. Hmm. They see that they're willing to pay, and they don't care. Um, the, charge the price. You, you know, today's price is not tomorrow's price. It, it everything is going to uh, fluctuate, and you see that people have this value. I have made a comment uh, 
on somebody's post on Instagram and I ended up getting likes on it. Um, but I said the concept of, <clears throat> cause no, someone said something about new balance. It's cool that new balances are, are cool now. And I was just like, you didn't grow up in a DMV. What are you talking about? Um, new balance has always been, what are you, uh, what are you talking about? Um, but so my comment was in the sneaker game, every 10 years, it's like the last 10 years didn't happen. Facts. And, and and I didn't realize that I was just, you know, randomly so, saying something. And then, so we're the last generation, Tony, that actually, dare I say, was forced either by old, older brothers, like what you had, uncles who were four years, five years older than that I had, where we had to literally know the history, not only just with sneakers, but with hip hop and everything else to where that's not enforced anymore. So it's just what's in, what's in without having any yeah. kind of trajectory of what's going to happen in the future because you don't know anything about your past. Yeah, there's no door or lock or key that you have to unlock and acquire knowledge and understand and then go to levels. No, now it's the door is wide open. There's no door. It's just open space. Everybody come on in, sneakers galore, sneakers. I'm a sneakerhead. I can be a sneakerhead and start today. Because I can, especially if I have enough money, I can just go buy whatever and... It has nothing to do with taste. It has nothing to do with preference or, you know, a style or something or connecting with anything. It's just all about influencers and what people say. Or it, it, again, it's the sheep. Have the the individuality was lost. Um, and again, we talked about that. And, and again, it's it's a cons there's a consumer behavior, and it gets passed on. So just like you talked about the influence of family, uncles, brothers, we had that same influence on other things besides sneakers hmm. right whatever brand of toothpaste that you have you might have gotten it because that's what was in your house when you grow up mm -hmm. and you're continuing to use it and your daughter might be using it because you you inherit you, inherently you're not realizing that you why you chose those brands because in our generation might be one of the last ones that didn't have a choice right but we were also the generation we were the first generation that advertisers were allowed to advertise the kids. Hmm. Right. Um, so that, you know, the, the actually, again, I don't get too far off course, but you know, during the early eighties is when the FCC, when they changed the rules on what you could, you know, and it started with what cereal, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And toys, yep. um, because you start targeting the people that were going to end use it, but you weren't the ones that were buying it. And then that disrupted parents in the grocery stores and their whole experience. And they're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you, you can't just talk to our kids directly like that. Mm -hmm. That's what's happened. That this is the byproduct of that. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So think about how media and influence happened at that time and how much that situation happened with the backlash and the way that you were targeted that way. And then the laws changed and said, cause before you weren't allowed to do that. You couldn't advertise to kids, but now you can advertise and do whatever. So, and these kids have phones now. Mm -hmm. These kids have instant access to stuff. They are desensitized now. They don't, nothing moves them. Um, and now these, those kids that I'm talking about are, have graduated college, they got jobs. Um, and some of them are behind some of the blogs and, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, or with the cultural departments of these companies and everything trying to, bridge these gaps and social media jobs these, these type of things didn't exist so you don't 
just influence changed. So consumer behavior evolved, but it was not a smart evolution. <laughs> it wasn't meant for the consumer to win. The consumer didn't evolve in the with the end game of being on top. It Mindset. evolved to say, where's the next place do I spend my money? Wow. That's not us at all. Speaking of mindset, exactly. man, and, <laughs> and, and lack of regulation, um, just wanted to um, kind of do a, a shift real quick to just talk about lack of regulation and how consumers now, um, I guess they just take the L. But the whole issue with um, GOAT and StockX, um, with their shipping and what they receive and what they authenticate, not authenticate, what they send back and so forth. Um, I've had situations in which I felt that things were a little bit froggy in which um, an item would sell. I have 100% feedback or transition rate or what have you. And um, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars that I have generated with both companies the past few years. And um, a shoe will sell for more than I ever anticipated. I ship it to them and I take pictures of everything. Um, even while I'm packing it, I'll do a video. I'll do a video UPS and then they get it and they tell me that, uh, sorry, Kevin, um, you have to offer your buyer either a five, 10 or 20% discount. If you sell something that costs $600, you can do that math. Um, because the shoebox um, is quote unquote badly damaged. And I decline and the buyer declines. They mailed the shoe back to me and the shoe is in the same shape that it was in when I mailed it, but the box is not. And I have videos of everything I did and what I received. And, you know, I shared with Tony email. I received that basically said, sorry, we can't do anything. We don't take any pictures on our end and have a good day. Basically, you know, we have a million other customers that we can abide by. You could take this or leave it and be happy with the shoes that we mailed back to you. Um, and you find out a way to fix that box. And I honestly wrap my shoes in bubble wrap as well. So I use a 15 by 10 by five box or a 16 um, by 12 by six. We think that's like a 12 or 13 or, you know, a huge Jordan box. And I know how um, anal retentive um, go is about boxes. And it is just disturbing, disappointing, deflating and frustrating because I have video of what I sent all the way to me going into the store putting the book box in there, wrapping it up with bubble wrap, taping it up. You, you see the store I'm at, you see the cut and everything. They're like, well, that's great. You have all that, but sorry, have a good day. I don't understand Tony. Um, the lack of regulation or integrity in that form, given I'm not some new Jack and I didn't sell over 400 shoes, you know, the past, you know, eight, nine months alone. And then this one transaction is like, Hey, sorry, it sucks. Yeah, it well, it does suck, but what are you going to do about it? You can't do anything about it. The Part of their business model is to profit in gray areas. Hmm. I mean, come on. And, and who's going to regulate them? Because the only regulation that can begin to happen is integrity, and they don't care because there's too many. The volume has increased in the marketplace so much that y you're one of many. Um, and One of too many? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but they branded themselves and spent enough money to make them the uh, 
you know, StockX and GOAT, they spent enough money to make themselves the the authority. They made themselves the authority. They didn't earn anything. And who what what credentials does the green tag from StockX what what did did they go through was it an anointment trial or it, you know, did you earn anything? What what and who are the the people that authenticate? Who what credentials they got? Right? You know, if you do you know the authorization on you know, eBay? It looked like you sent it to somebody's house, and the, and and then they forwarded along. Literally, so, um, but it's it's like who? How do you get that job? What qualifications do you have mm. for these things? And if you're not part of the culture, then yeah, because we already there's other stories of the fakes uh, slipping through. Mm-hmm. You know, part of that might be some things that we've talked about. Of what if you don't get the shoes back or whatever, and and then they do the do the sale for you and they keep it like that's that's part of their like how else they gonna acquire stuff okay you gotta have some uh, some kickback Hmm. you gotta you you know and if you're getting low you might have to force feed some of that kickback boxes is scratched really (laughs) but but you won't have the integrity to invest in a system that has transparency there you go right you don't want to you don't want to show us any pictures. You you'll show us some pictures, but you don't. You know, again, I'm just giving the secret sauce away. But whoever's got the money to 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 build this, the platform, the best platform would have to have two way authentication, authorization, right? And because a lot of that's going on the dual authorization anyway in in today's world. So you're gonna to have to have show. I'm gonna send you my pictures. You're gonna send me your pictures. Okay, and, and should that picture also go to the buyer as well? So they can be exactly. Confident? So now, so and and it's really because it's, everything is all about the safety and integrity for the consumer. Then show us the whole process there you as go. a consumer, and the consumer should care. And that's the problem. The consumer isn't as mad as you hmm. as the seller. If the consumer got a scratch box, they they'll never complain like you are, like you are. You know what I'm saying? And they're not getting hit like you are either. But um, so when it comes to Show me your so think about like the uh, a pizza app or something like that, that or uh, ordering food where it shows you the progress. So just imagine that with pictures along the way. Hey, here are my pictures. I just dropped it off. Oh, hey, we just got it. Here's my picture. You know what I mean? And you can have these like cheesy little messages that pop up for notifications. You know, and that's there's the secret sauce. But no, nobody gonna do that because they don't want you to see. They don't really want you to see. They don't. They and and that's why. Uh, you, that's what my fear is that it's gonna we we're so new into this then this like a metaverse is, <laughs> in itself and it's gonna take a while because the consumers aren't getting smarter at the rate that they're joining um you know the marketplace and just everyone just keeps jumping in and spending money because that's part of what the culture has said now like you know it's it's what StockX says is hot. What's trending is what's hot. It's what will sell for the most is deemed as hot. And, and nothing is hot because you like it. <laughs> um, that which is weird. Um, the game is so ambiguous, man. Like what in the world? I I love people saying where'd you get those? What are those? Not nothing. What do you say when you? When everyone has the you 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 have you seen the Yeezys before? You seen the with the same Jays? what but you want to walk and and all the green tags walking around you know what i'm saying like what is you telling me that the the feeling that i'm talking about 
that's the feeling that you have when you do that. <laughs> we not the same. We we ain't never gonna be close. We ain't gonna say in the planet. So Tony, I mean, we weren't born last night. You already know that with what's going on right now in the culture, there's gonna be an influx of these quote unquote unauthorized shoes at these buy sale trade stores, even going through these marketplaces. Um, these shoes don't look like they just came from a flea market in anymore, particularly Jordan ones and so forth. Um, we've talked in the past about a few instances where we actually had legitimate companies, quote unquote, and had to, to take the L to at least pay the, have it shipped back to them. And what's your thoughts as far as that goes? Because with no regulation whatsoever, um, there may be a possibility with so many more people coming to the game. Like you said before, um, I could just be a sneak sneakerhead, you know, in a day, um, of people really getting taken more, um, and not even knowing it. And some of these buy, sell trade shops, like you said, they don't have any kind of license or went to school or any kind of, uh, certification on authorization. So, um, outside, I can't even, again, us being old school, Tony, I felt so secure just going into a store, and saying, well, I know this came from directly from Nike, so at least I'm buying it from here. And now Nike's pulling that away. <laughs> so basically, I, I either hit on their app or I'm forced to say, let me say a prayer. Please let the shoe be fake. I'm going to try to get it from eBay. I'm going to try to get it from GOAT, get it from StockX, get it from Grailed, get it from blah, 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 blah. And again, we talked about this before in a previous season. That's where the anxiety and everything comes in in the game. And it, it, is it worth it at this point? If you get comfortable with things, they don't have anxiety anymore. That's what I don't know how that how that happened. Because think about before StockX all this stuff. You know when it was just eBay mm -hmm. and the stigma of buying shoes off eBay. You know people weren't going for it. Hmm. They were not going for it. Um, it was a it was not a big big community like it is. They weren't on TV advertising sell your sneakers on eBay like they are now. Okay, um, and. So here's the answer to the question. Um, what do I think and what can we do? So again, this is why we're doing the podcast. So is everybody listening? Turn this part up right now. Customers, consumers, it's you. You are the regulators. Regulators, mount up. You gotta, you gotta ride. You ain't gonna change. You ain't gonna change unless the consumer starts caring, caring that they're paying, caring that this that the cycle of business it doesn't work for them that they they're not as comfortable as the optics have 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 shown you i mean how many more cases everyone doesn't care until it's them hmm. that's what's happening and that's think about how america works you don't have change unless the people that can make change it affects them so consumers change your buying habits smarten up and when the money starts drying up, the market will change again. But how is the money going to dry up, Tony, when now everyone can finance shoes, which we talked about before as well, so easily? When I say it dries up, it's it's the 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 real side of the inflation that I'm talking about. It's hmm. the inflation of the consumer being willing to pay so much. Right? You need to be you need to stop being willing to pay so much. Then that's why the prices are going up because you're seeing you're willing to spend it so stop being willing that might change 
I mean, come on, the the, the Jordan ones are two hundred dollars again. I'm not. We're not in a, a rocking chair right now. You know what I'm saying? They were a hundred and ten dollars. It was a hundred. Is you know, and we go back further. It was eighty five. <laughs> like two hundred dollars. There was a stage, or at least they had levels in which I remember with Jordan Brand particularly, and we lived that in which after the twelve, um, price started to increase, but they. Um, justified it with the technology so exactly. with the 13s and so forth but when the retro 4 came out in 99 those were still 99 because of the technology that was in it and now what you said with Bernie Sanders which is ironic because of the meme that was popular with him with the shoes and everything um, my eyebrow really raised about this Jordan 1 quote unquote Georgetown in which I joked with a colleague of mine last night telling him that don't be surprised with the Chicago Jordan 1 is coming out supposedly in the fourth quarter 250 i won't be surprised to 230 at least i won't be surprised yeah. what they're going to be testing us right now so think about this and i saw uh, someone post something like this where it was just like and i'm going to talk about the lebron nines mm-hmm. watch the throne People were willing to, like, someone posted, like, I was, I almost paid $4,500 for these last month, and now they're out at regular $200 retail price, whatever. Kind of. They're not the same. They're, they're, they're close enough. It don't matter. Like, in essence. I'm with you. Is $200 and $4,500, is that, that's the difference between those two shoes, is that? Ooh. That, I'm, that's what my point is. Hmm. If they're close enough, then then why isn't this one that just came out worth $2,500? Quote, unquote, worth, quote, unquote. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So if the OG is $4,500 and someone was willing to pay that, why hasn't them all, why aren't they all selling out and selling for $1,000, $2,000? At least. At least. What is the difference? Time and place? Because the people that are buying that aren't the people that were buying or going after it when it was out. Hmm. That's that's the way I see it. You weren't... Those people weren't... Don't know about the South Beach 8s. They didn't go through that. I mean, they got them when they came out. Mm-hmm. But they didn't go through it in the beginning to know why that was so important for it to come back. So... And, and and I'm glad that the LeBrons are coming uh, coming back because I was <laughs> I remember when he was wearing them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the LeBron twos is coming back. Man, I really wanted that was a bulky shoe. Um, and the one pair that I did have, they didn't hold up because uh, I bought at them and sold separated. Um, but so I can't wait to get another pair. But like, do people care? What's the retail gonna be on those? Because I remember what what it was when they came out. Are those gonna be one ninety? Look, the Zoom Generations, what was those when they first came out? Like 115 or something? Yeah, 109.99 <laughs> yeah, I remember. And I remember I was in Philadelphia um, his rookie year when the first one came out and Snicker Villa literally had a mountain. They made a mountain of that first generation one, the white one with the um, crimson and, and mm-hmm. the, I mean, it was a mountain of them. And I'm not saying they quote unquote set, but I was just shocked and when, when that shoe retro all of a sudden, I was like, yo, the first Zooms outside of the All-Star ones, the All-Wheat ones back then, I was like, 
you just went in the store and just got them. Yo, you. It was funny because I bought those. That was my senior year of college. I was at uh, James Madison in Harrisonburg Valley Mall. Shout out to my Dukes. Yeah, I had the wheats. I bought them from Finish Line. You know how many people was looking at me like I was crazy. Oh, but then it was like, oh, I know you would buy them, Tone. I'm, I'm, like that's a shot for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, it was like you wearing the Timberland Nikes. Ha 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 ha. And I'm like, y'all don't need. Okay, y'all don't even know who you don't even know who these is. This is about to be like this is a, the Zoom generation, like, and that so that people talk to me like I was a hype beast. Understood. And I and the weeds was sitting on the wall, and I was just like, you could have them too, but you clearly don't want them. So yeah, so again, like it's it's circumstantial, time and place. The consumers change because the you know the cycle. You keep adding the youth. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. And then a lot of us, or they start growing out or your families and it is, you're not consuming it the same way. So you grow into it. So I feel like where we're at is to wrap more stuff in a nutshell. I feel like where we're at is a, a byproduct of how the last couple of generations have grown into it. And a lot of it wasn't on their own reconnaissance because no one was teaching them like people was teaching us. And then in the, the, the way advertising and social media evolved so quickly. Um, yeah, they, this um, over information, that's what happens. You don't have to acquire anything and it's a microwave. So we, we, it's fickle. Understood. We've got to come back to this, um, time next year after, um, I guess these accounts are pulled at these major retails, particularly Phil Locker and see how things go because it's going to affect their apps and everything else. And, um, is that going to do with, you know, a JD sports or a finish line or, um, you know, your local mom and pops, whether it's athletes foot or a downtown locker room or, um, whatever your, um, not mom and pop per se, but your Hibbits, for example, or, um, some of your local area stores. I'm just intrigued to see what goes on, man, because, um, Nike and Adidas, you know, as as they used to say back in the day, they they keep the lights on. So if they're pulling shoes and apparel from these stores, I guess they're gonna be pushing Crocs. I, I'm you know I'm well, just looking at the domino effect. I bet they're they're already a whole wall of Crocs for, for lugger right now on sale. But it's at the end of the day, when it comes to these businesses like a JD Sports, like these th- these companies are gonna grow. They're either gonna roll up and get acquired, which like JD and a couple other to these international conglomerates or they're going to roll off Hmm. like a footlocker and be like, all right, I'm just going to move my chair to the end of the line over here. Um, and then just kind of catch the same amount of marginal money that you was getting anyway. Understood. Except this time it's on the back end and you have the power to actually dictate it because of the gray area. You, you can, if you need a, a, a quarterly spike, you can make it. You couldn't do that when you were just having the, sh- the shoes in the store. You couldn't force it. You can force it now because you can dip on, on either side. Mm-hmm. Who's, who's the governing body that comes in and, and polices? That's why I say the consumer is your responsibility because uh, there is no entity that's unsanctioned and, and totally unbiased. And, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, we could have a whole nother episode on all the FedEx robberies. 
and 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 just stealing the damn trucks or or opening the shoes and replacing them. Forget robberies. I have stories even with that alone with local stores with drivers and everything because they can detect yeah. what's in what box because particularly with Jordan brand releases, they're labeled a certain way. Well, one, the the damn tape is on there to just do it tape or or two, um, especially if you bought from East Bay, the it's like it was prepackaged on a shelf because it's actually a stamp that says AJ3 Fire Red and it's stamped on the side of the box and the labels don't always cover it up. And they, they, they will actually have the name of what the shoe is. Um, yeah, I actually haven't bought from East Bay in a while, but I know they used to do that. And I, I used to be mad seeing the name of the shoe printed on the damn box somewhere that was visible. So Come rob me is basically what that's saying. Just keep the door open and have your wallet out on your porch. Exactly. And wave. <laughs> so, you know, again, we could keep going. Um, but, you know, for the sake of where we're at with this sneaker state of the game and the heartbreak, especially the heartbreak that you've been feeling. Um, and, um, you know, but it's really a lot of consumers are, are, are feeling this. Um, I hope that more people have the courage to voice their opinions, to hold these companies um, accountable. And, you know, just for the sake of, uh, you know, our listeners, oh, this might be a good time to go back and listen to that um, supply chain episode um, because these two episodes kind of married together. So that's my final thought from the shark. What you got, OG? Hey, man, I'm just looking forward to um, continuing this conversation because um I'm just wondering, like you said, when a stance is going to be made and what unfortunate but significant um, occurrence or situation or circumstance is going to happen for people to wake up. And uh, one thing that has always bothered me in life is that um, it shouldn't take um, something to start a war um, to for change to occur. And I just have a feeling that something major is going to happen in the game that's going to wake everyone up. And um, hopefully the residual of that um, won't affect generations to come. But that's me talking from um, the lens that I grew up on in my foundation. And a lot of guys come to me, well, it ain't that serious. I'll get my shoe how I get it. And I'm just like, okay. And at the same time, I'm at the barbershop where guys are talking about, I ain't paying number $20 a month for that shoe. I don't care if it take 10 years. Like, that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just it's it's just gotten interesting. So yeah, man. Um the heartache right now and the heartbreak right now, um, with what's going on in the game with the double dipping and seeing what's going on and the lack of articles that's really educating folks outside of people putting things on blast on Twitter and so forth, it's real. So with that being said, um I will go uh as my man said, take care of yourselves and each other. <laughs> All right. God bless, good night. Peace out. And Chris and Juwan have not missed a beat. Yeah! That's all I'm talking about. Give and go. Strickland Howard. Lobs to Weber. Beautiful play. Those two connect again.